It was like the catalyst that opened up lots of other opportunities. I've heard stories like yours so many times. Even if you're not necessarily looking to get into networking itself, the IT field in general, you do need networking knowledge. To secure networks, you have to have some understanding of networks. To be able to yeah. hack networks, you need to understand networks. To operate servers which run over networks, you should understand those networks. And the best way to start to learn about networking is the CCNA. If you've got a hunger, it can take you really far. Now, this video is sponsored by me. I'm hoping that you've noticed in recent times that my video quality is improving. I'm hiring video editors and people to help me make my content better. Please put in the comments below things that I can do to improve my video quality, but I've really tried to improve the quality of the videos that I'm creating, and I'm hoping to do that every single day. Now, that comes with a cost to hire video editors, to hire people, to make my thumbnails better or just to help me with a business costs money. You don't have to do this, but if you want to support me, you can use the join button below. You can support me by paying a small monthly fee or you can join one of the higher tiers which gives you access to all the videos on my website or additional software. So as an example, on the highest tier, you get access to the Boson XM and Netsum software because as part of the membership, you can join my all-inclusive membership on davidbomble.com. Now, there are some restrictions. You can have a look at those on my website. As an example, you need to be a member for a certain amount of time before you get access to the Boson software. But if you're preparing for a CCNA exam or a security certification, the Boson XM software can really help you prepare for those exams. So if you're interested in supporting me financially, you can use the join button below or you can join directly on my website Website, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that I create better content that you enjoy. So please let me know how I can improve my videos. Everyone, it's David Bumble back with a very special guest. Jeremy, welcome. Hello, everyone, and hello, David. It's an honor to be on here. Just a message to everyone watching. Uh, I'm sure you guys can imagine how it would feel to get a message from David Bumble on your Twitter saying he wants to collaborate. So, you know, I'm feeling, uh, feeling pretty good. It's glad to be on. Are you too kind? I'm just a guy, and my sort of goal, if you like, in all of this is to help as many people as I can. I want to talk about your story, but before we talk about how CCNA changed your life, like it changed my life and so many others, I want to like tell everyone what we're actually doing. Jeremy and I are collaborating on a CCNA course. So Jeremy, you, you, you talk it through like sort of what we've done and I'll, I'll add in some details as well. For those of you who are watching who are already familiar with me, I have a CCNA course available on YouTube. My channel is Jeremy's IT Lab. And David reached out to me, I guess about a month ago, saying he wanted to collaborate and maybe put it on Udemy. You know, his team helped get all the videos ready, get it uploaded on Udemy, get everything set up. And now it's available and uh, available to purchase on Udemy. And yeah, it's going pretty well so far, I'd say. I think we need to just like explain some of the concerns people have had because you've had messages you've posted on social media. So let me ask those questions and you can just explain, you know, why we're doing this and sure, how sure. it's different. So first thing is, are you going to remove your videos from YouTube? Never. No, absolutely not. So YouTube will always be my focus or it doesn't have to be YouTube. I'm not, I'm not platform specific, but free videos. I want to make free content. So People all over the world, no matter what situation they're in economically, they get access to free, high-quality education. Whatever courses I make, you know, my CCNA course or any courses I make in the future, I want 99%
of the material to be available for free. I put a coupon code below where you can get the course for $9.99. Hopefully it'll stay at that price. I mean, Udemy kind of restrict us and I get complaints often, David, why don't you give us more coupons or why is the price increased? And unfortunately, I can't control Udemy. They have some rules and we have to abide by those rules. It's fantastic to partner with Udemy. So you can use that link below, but you can also go and watch uh, the course for free on YouTube. But Jeremy, that raises the question, why would someone pay, you know, $9.99 or... $19.99, whatever the current price is for that course, if they can get it for free on YouTube. Yeah, so there are a few benefits to purchasing the course on Udemy over watching it for free on YouTube. I mean, one of the benefits is just that you're able to watch it on Udemy, which is a platform built for online courses. Unlike YouTube, you can easily keep track of your progress. On top of that, you also get access to the course slides in PDF format, which is something I've gotten a lot of requests for. So we're releasing the slides. You can access them, download them for each lecture. On top of that, any questions you have, they will be answered um, by David's team. I might check occasionally and answer questions, but you know, for the most part, David's team will be taking care of that. I've seen you've already done that, so I really want to thank you for doing that. Yeah, because, I answered, you know, uh, answering I answered questions, questions can be earlier. hard. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. It. Um, I do try to answer even on YouTube. I try to answer questions occasionally, but I have a day job and I'm busy making videos, so it can be hard to keep up with questions. Unfortunately, a lot of questions go unanswered. That's just you know unavoidable, but. If you get the course on Udemy and you have a question, you can ask on Udemy and you will get an answer for sure. I've got a dedicated team that do support. And this is one of, you know, sort of the great things about us collaborating is that you can focus on creating your content. And then my team, who I've had to grow just out of necessity over the years, can do other things that, you know, take you away from just creating content. So hopefully you can, you know, focus on creating content and the team can help. Uh, there's a lot of help out there if you ask in the right places. I also want to say this just for everyone. If you want to support Jeremy and I, then you can buy the course. So a lot of people ask me, you know, how can we support you to create free content? And this is one of the ways. I mean, please, you know, buy the course. Even I've had people say this, they bought the course, even though they, they've watched it on YouTube before, just to support us. And I really want to thank all of you who do that. I think, Jeremy, this is an amazing thing. You know, people who are late in their careers, like we all started in the beginning, but a lot of us are late in our careers. We can help the next generation, you know, get content for free or for low cost. And one of the ways to do that is to support creators like yourself. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of comments like that too, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah, Like people who say, oh, I've already gotten my CCNA, but I just bought it anyway to support you. And for people like that, I just want to say thank you. Like we really appreciate it. Yeah, it really helps us to, you know, to support us, to keep making these videos for free for the people who can't afford it, you know? I've been in this game a long time. I'm an old guy. I'm one of the older people, if you like. Um, I remember the days of, you know, Cisco courses being, I mean, you still can do it today, $4,000 to go and take a five-day course. You've basically made CCNA free. I remember when you started posting your videos and I said, okay, this is someone I want to look at and hopefully collaborate with in the future. So Jeremy, let's talk about your journey and then we can sure, come back sure. to some of the other questions. How did you, you know, get into this? Because your background isn't necessarily... Uh, CCNA. Before getting into exactly how I got into CCNA and IT in general, yeah, I should go a bit earlier than that. So I am from Canada, Toronto or near Toronto, and I studied music at the University of Toronto. I played classical guitar, so I wanted to be a musician. But maybe about halfway through university, I sort of realized mm, I'm really not interested in this as a career. Maybe it's okay as a hobby, but I don't want to do this as a job. But I want to say this. Everyone must put in the comments below if you want Jeremy to teach us how to play guitar. Because <laughs> he's got skills. He can teach guitar and he can teach English. Sorry, I mean, like jumping the gun here, Jeremy. Yeah, Sorry, you're jumping on. head with the English thing. Okay, so yeah, music at university. I graduated, 
but I knew that I didn't really want to do music as a career. I also didn't know exactly what I wanted to do aside from music, so I decided I'd be an English teacher for a while in a foreign country. And while I was studying music in university, I had to take some extra courses just to get some extra credits. So I studied a few foreign languages. I took uh, Italian, German, Korean, and Japanese. And the one that was most interesting to me was Japanese. So I stuck with it even after graduating. So I decided to uh, come to Japan to teach English for a bit. There's a program the Japanese government does called the JET program, Japan Exchange and Teaching Program. I got accepted for that, came to Japan in 2014, and then I was teaching English. And you know, that was a good job. Um, I enjoyed it. It wasn't something I wanted to do long term, but um, it was a decent job and I could sort of think about what I wanted to do next. That JET program is a maximum of like five years. So as I was approaching the end of those five years, I still hadn't really decided what I wanted to do next. I sort of started feeling some pressure. I had to you know, decide. So I just started Googling around for career advice. What are good jobs? Jobs that pay pretty well, jobs that are interesting, challenging. I discovered IT and I first started studying CompTIA A+, because I wasn't as sure exactly which field I wanted to get into. It's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. You know, you get your feet wet in a little bit of networking, a little bit of servers, a little bit of general computer stuff. So it's a good place to start. I didn't end up going for the certification itself. I didn't take the exams because partway through my studies, I found networking. And for whatever reason, I don't know exactly what it was. It really resonated, resonated with me. And um, I got to say, two of the channels I found at that time on YouTube were Network Chuck and David Bomble. So I have I have to thank you and Network Chuck a lot for getting me into this field in the first place. That's fantastic. I mean, Chuck Chuck's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like uh, I have I have to a lot. I have to thank him a lot for where I am today. Um, his early videos, just sort of talking about what you can do with a CCNA, the field of IT networking in general. Like it's a good job. You can make decent money. You can have a good life. Uh, it's fun. It's challenging. He got me really excited to just study networking and CCNA. I have a lot, you know, a lot of respect for him and you as well. Um, Thank you. You know, not, not just technical knowledge, you know, obviously, you know, you teach, I used your CCNA course when I was studying for my CCNA um, as one of my study resources, but not just that, but like career advice, sort of motivation, inspiration to study and to sort of try to become better and improve yourself and really master, master my craft. I've gotten a lot from both of your channels. So I want to say thanks to both of you for where I am today. And it's amazing, you know, it's, it's amazing how, how life works because, you know, we gave you something and now you're giving so much back to the community. And that's what I find amazing, especially in IT. You know, if you can just be someone somewhere and decide to give. And this is my big thing. If you give, you shall receive. And I mean, look what you've done. Um, it's amazing yeah. what you've done. So, you've, so when did you pass your CCNA? I started the CCNA maybe February of 2018, around then. And I passed the CCNA in July, 2018. That's well done. Well yeah, done. so I was, I was in Japan at the time and I already had plans to go back to Canada for a summer vacation. So I had sort of felt some pressure to like, you know, I wanna finish this up before I go to Canada, before I go on vacation. Cause I know, I knew like when I went on vacation, I wasn't gonna study. So, you know, I, you know, I was on a roll, I had momentum. So I studied pretty hard. You know, I was getting up like 4.30 in the morning to study before work. Um, so you were studying part-time, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was working as an English teacher, but fortunately, 
I didn't really have any overtime or anything. So I had a lot of time to study. Like, you know, as I said, I'd, I'd get up pretty early in the morning, study maybe an hour or two in the morning. On the bus, I might watch some videos on my phone. After work, I'd come home, I'd study some more. So I had a lot of time to study, even though I was working my regular job. That's fantastic. So, I mean, you passed around July 2018, yeah? Yeah, so it's been not even four years. If you're watching my channel and you think I'm some, you know, expert, some guru in the field of networking with decades of experience, I really am not. I'm not that far ahead of any of you watching. I started studying a few years ago. I got my CCNA in 2018. It's been not even four years. Now I have a great career working as a network engineer in a major company. I have my YouTube channel. So you, you can really do great things if you put your mind to it. You study hard, get your certifications, but not just that. You also work hard to get a decent job and do well at your job. You can do a lot. And I'll counter that by saying experience varies because a lot of people say, David, you've got 20 years of experience. You must be a master of everything. It's like, not at all. I mean, how much have I forgotten and yeah. how much has changed? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, before you started, I mean, I was doing analog modems and ISDN and <laughs> frame relay and all ATM and all this stuff that no one really cares about. So I don't think you must ever look down on less experience if you're studying the new stuff. And like you've said, you've got the drive, you've done something. So how long did it take you to get a job? So you passed in 2018, sorry, July 2018. And then how long before you got your first job? At that point, I was still in on contract with my job as an English teacher. So I continued with that job for an additional year after that. Oh, wow. So and you, and you didn't lose your skills, you continued studying and stuff. Did you? No, yeah, yeah. So um, what I did was I started studying for CCNP. So mm -hmm. back then it was CCNP routing and switching. The equivalent now would be CCNP enterprise. So the CCNP routing and switching was three exams. There was a route exam, a switch exam, and then a troubleshooting exam. I don't remember exactly how long it took me to get that. Uh, yeah, I guess it was around February or March of 2019 that I got the CCNP routing and switching. And at that point, I was pretty set on, you know, finishing my contract as an English teacher, going to Canada and then working in Canada. But I don't know, something just made me feel like, uh, maybe I don't want to go back yet. I, I like living in Japan. Maybe I'll start looking for a job here. So I made a profile on LinkedIn, which I highly recommend to anyone trying to get into the world of IT because you know there are plenty of other IT professionals on LinkedIn and recruiters. And recruiters will reach out to you frequently. So that's what happened to me. Um, even when I was still on contract as an English teacher and I, I didn't want to quit mid-contract, I was getting contacted by recruiters, you know, for entry-level IT or networking jobs. When my contract as an English teacher was running up, as I was getting towards the end, I contacted one of those recruiters who had gotten in touch with me before and said, hey, I'm thinking about uh, looking for a job in IT here in Japan. Do you have anything available? So they had a few openings uh, with a couple different companies. I did some interviews and the company I'm at now was my first interview. And it went well. I went on to the second interview, passed that, went on to the third one. And yeah, then I, I got a job as a network engineer. I skipped what is the first step for a lot of people, which is like help desk. I went straight into network engineering and sort of like managed services. For those who aren't familiar with what managed services is, it's um, for maybe companies who don't necessarily have the IT expertise. They don't have sufficient staff themselves. They outsource to another company. And that's what I was doing. So I was managing other companies' networks. So this is a question that always comes up. How did you get the job with no experience? You were doing English teaching at that time, but right. you, got, you managed to get a job. So how did you handle that and what advice would you give someone? Well, I think my situation is a bit unique because I'm in Japan and 
there is a high demand in Japan for people who can speak both English and Japanese. You know, unfortunately, a lot of Japanese people don't necessarily have a very high level of English. And my company that I work for is an American company. So it's very valuable to be able to speak both Japanese to communicate with people here and English to communicate with people in other countries within the company. So I had that, which was a big bonus. And even though I didn't have experience, I think the fact that I had my CCNA and CCNP was a big um, bonus for the employer. Like they, I guess they thought like, you know, even if he doesn't have real hands-on experience, he does have at least some foundation of knowledge to, you know, work with networks. And I'd say one more thing on top of that is at that time, I had already started my YouTube channel. So I wasn't a network engineer. I was still an English teacher. Um, I, but as like a hobby, just something on the side, you know, uh, at that time, I had no idea it would come this far. Um, it would, you know, grow as much as it has. But I started making uh, like packet tracer labs on YouTube and the channel didn't grow that much at the time, but it sort of gave me like a portfolio that I could show. I think that was also very helpful in me getting my first job. Do what you can, even if you don't have work experience to develop some kind of portfolio like that. Like you could do what I did. You could make some, you know, guided packet tracer labs and post them on YouTube. You could make a blog and maybe blog about some technical topics. Make something you can show an employer to show that you can actually do this stuff. You understand the material and you can actually do it. That's a really good example of why you shouldn't firstly just concentrate on technical skills like just getting the cert and why you you shouldn't be scared to approach companies. A lot of, I was just reading something the other day, a lot of people feel they have to get 100% of all the points on a, a job posting mm, and yeah. you shouldn't. Even if you like only, maybe you got 50, 70%, go for it because even if you go and they don't give you the job, at least you're learning. You're going to learn through the interview. You're going to learn how to handle situations. People often get soft skills, like the fact that you could speak or you can speak English and Japanese. That's a huge benefit. Um, in other parts of the world, there may be other soft skills or other skills that are not technically related that are really important. I mean, I know for me personally, if I wanted to hire someone, personality, drive, ambition, that kind of stuff is more important than just technical stuff. You don't want someone who's technically good who's not interested in the job. You'd rather take someone who's younger, who's perhaps hungry, who you can teach. Um, and I think as an encouragement for everyone, don't let you know the negative stop you, if you can call it that, like lack of experience or whatever. I love that you did a portfolio because, Jeremy, if you hadn't started your YouTube channel, you know your life may be very different to what it is now. Um, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Like if I didn't have the YouTube channel during that interview process, like I might have gotten hired anyway, but I might not have. Yeah. And not only that, you know, my YouTube channel now is like a really great, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's like a second job, a side job, but um, it's more than that. Like it's a real passion project for me and it gives a lot of meaning in my life to be able to help people who are who were in a similar position as I was just a few years ago to help them get into IT, get into networking. Did you ever experience imposter syndrome? Uh, did I? I wouldn't say that in past tense. I'd say present tense, yes, absolutely. Like, um, man, in, in not just in networking, but IT in general, there's like a, there's an infinite number of things to learn. Yeah. Like j just to become an expert, a master in networking alone, I think would take a lifetime to like really know everything there is to know about networking. I mean, it's probably and you, not and you'll possible. And you'll never win because- you, Yeah, you, yeah. Because as soon as you, I, I say this, as soon as you master something, it changes. As oh, yeah, soon as I sure. understood frame relay, it changed. As soon as <laughs> yeah, I understood yeah. ISDN, it changed. Yeah, you, know, sure you, you, you spent, just got to keep on learning. Yeah, I'm sure you spent a lot of hours learning those technologies, like frame relay, and now who's using frame relay these days? Like, 
yeah, not not many people or if anyone. So yeah, it's always changing. You're never going to learn everything, even within yeah. one little niche of IT. And yeah. of course, IT isn't just networking. There's there's security. There's hacking. There's um, there's voice. Child. I mean, that's that's yeah. part of networking. There's programming. There's so much to learn. You can't learn everything. You have to accept that. Like you yeah. can't be an expert in everything. I do think it's valuable to have broad knowledge of various topics. I think that's one of the upsides of starting in a more general role, not going necessarily directly into network engineering, but maybe doing something like help desk. So you could get experience working on Active Directory, maybe working on Linux servers. You get some experience in networking, maybe programming, doing some simple scripts, getting broad knowledge. But then once you find something you're really interested in and you want to specialize in, you sort of have to go all in on that one field. Like if you want to really understand it, because there's just too much to learn. You can't be an expert in everything. And, you know, I've sort of come to accept that. But, you know, even within my field of networking, there's just too much to learn. Some days I feel like, oh, I'm really getting this. Like, I'm doing this well. You know, yeah. I understand the networks I'm working on. Um, I can handle this. But then other days I feel like, am I really suited for this job? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like there's, there are countless people all over the world who know way more than I do about networks. They'd be able to solve these problems much better, much more quickly than I can. Um, I, I do feel imposter syndrome, absolutely. The answer is yes, yeah. My advice is we all do. doesn't matter how much experience you've got because it changes all the time. Yeah, It changes sure. every day. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and I think my encouragement to younger people or people who are starting is if you've got a hunger, it can take you really far because the problem when you get older is you get tired. When you've been studying for 20 years and you're having to learn every day, it gets tiring. And then you have children and you have a family, you have other commitments. <laughs> right, you know, it, right. uh, it gets more complicated. When I was younger, I studied like a madman. And I think that's the way to do it. When you, when you can, use that to your advantage, your passion, your drive. That's more important than you know, having to know everything. I mean, Jeremy, you've got Google. You've got other people that you can ask for help. Um, it's a community. Um, so I think my encouragement to you and everyone else is everyone, well, if they're honest, will, uh, well, I, let me rather say it this way. A lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome. I wouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people do, um, because it changes all the time. So don't yeah. let that stop you. For sure. And you mentioned earlier, um, soft skills. Yeah. So I want to bring that up again because, you know, as we just said, technically you can't know everything. You can't understand everything. No. But if, depending on the company you're in, there's probably someone in your company or someone on the internet, on Google, who does understand what you need to understand, who can solve your problem. So if you have a problem and you can't solve it, you should ask someone else in your company, maybe someone more senior, someone on another team. And chances are they will be able to help you. And that's where soft skills really come into play. Um, can you work with other people? Can you get along with other people? You know, even if you have differences, your personalities don't necessarily match. You might not want to be their friend out of work, but can you communicate effectively? Can you get along and solve problems together? Things like that are, in many cases, more important than just your hard technical skills. Just being able to work with other people is super important. You have to be part of a team. You're not yeah. going to do this alone. Yeah, you absolutely have to, not. You have to work with other people. And I mean, it's interesting, you Canadian living in Japan, how did you find like the culture differences? How did you handle that? Or was was it not really a problem? I got most of that sort of culture shock out of the way when I was an English teacher. I, I got used to the culture pretty quickly. By the time I got to my current company working as a network engineer, 
I was already sort of familiar with, you know, the manners, the customs, and how things go here in Japan. I did have a lot to learn, both technically, like actually applying the skills I have to networking, and culturally, like the language, you know, learning the language of like business Japanese. And, you know, I studied CCNA in English, but now I have to talk about all this technical stuff in Japanese in a totally different language. So learning things like that took some time. In terms of like major cultural differences, I got that culture shock out of the way as an English teacher. And by the time I was in networking, you know, I was used to it all. Do you have any more advice for someone who is perhaps looking at CCNA? Let's say they're wondering if this is a good career path. Some people say networking is dead, which is hilarious. But I mean, some yeah, people yeah. don't think this is a good career path. What, what's your advice? I would say, first of all, it is a good career path. Absolutely. So if you are interested in networking, if you think it's something you want to do, do not be discouraged by people saying that networking is dead because it absolutely is not. Like, we need networks. We're going to need networks for a long time for the foreseeable future unless, you know, some catastrophe happens and we lose the internet. But just because, like, the cloud exists doesn't mean that we don't need networks. First, within the cloud, that is all networking. Connecting to the cloud, that is networking. Within your on-premises, within the campus, that is all networking. So we need network engineers just as much as we ever had, or perhaps even more. So don't be discouraged by that. If you want to get into networking, it is a very good career. If you want to get into networking, get your CCNA. I'd say that is definitely the first um, step. You know, there are plenty of good resources available. Don't use just one resource when you're studying, because all of us teachers, we approach this stuff from different angles. We all have our own experiences and ways of teaching. You could use my course plus David's course or something like that, or you could use David's course and the official cert guides from Wendell Odom. Try to combine multiple resources, study, get your CCNA. And then after that, build your portfolio. Like we said earlier, you have to have something to show employers. So I think YouTube is great. That's what I did. I started making Packet Tracer Labs. You can go back onto my channel, Jeremy's IT Lab, go to the videos tab and uh, sort by oldest video. And you can see those first videos were back in like, I think April, 2019. I was still an English teacher then. I started my job here in September, 2019. You know, I, I was doing that stuff before I had any experience. Um, if you don't like making videos, make a blog or something, or just even just make posts on LinkedIn or, Twitch or Twitter or something like explaining technical topics. Something else you said before, David, was you don't necessarily have to meet all the requirements on job postings. Like there is no harm in just applying to a job. You, you might just be ignored. Like they might not even get back to you. And even if you get to the first interview, they ask you some difficult technical topics. You can't necessarily answer it. That's fine. Like no harm done. It's just it's experience. Yep. Um, they might even give you some nice advice. Like if I'm interviewing someone and it's pretty clear they're not ready for the job, I at least try to give them some advice, like here's what you should do, here's what you should study. I saw the job description of my first job and there were plenty of things I did not have at that time. Like, first of all, I had no experience, but also some like technical things I didn't understand. And last year, I transferred within the company to another position, the one I'm in now. And even that position, there were plenty of job requirements which I did not meet, but there were also requirements which I did meet. So, you know, you don't have to meet all of them. There's no harm in applying. There's no harm in doing the interviews. And even if you fail, it's experience. And that will help build you up for the next interview. Exactly right. I mean, it's like, how do you learn how to go through interviews if you don't do them? It's You might as well, yeah. you know, start. And yeah. what about networking? And then I'm not talking about networking technically. I'm talking about like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Has that helped you? I got my first job through LinkedIn. Um, so that definitely helped me there. Um, but that wasn't through and, someone that you knew, or was it because of a contact or a contact that was just like cold through a, a recruiter, was it? Yeah, so I was contacted cold by a recruiter. 
I think at that point I had my CCNP. I don't know exactly how recruiters do it on LinkedIn, but they're probably searching for a CCNP or CCNA or something. And I guess my profile popped up and they contacted me. I think I said this earlier, but I was still on contract. So I said, sorry, I'm not interested at the moment. But when it came time and I was looking for a job, I contacted that same recruiter again and said, hey, I'm ready now. Got any opportunities? And that's how I got my job. Rather than just like blowing the recruiter off and saying, no, I'm not interested, go away. You explained the situation. And when the right time came, you were both ready and that's how you got your job. Yeah, I, mean, sure. I think that's yeah. that's a good thing to do. Yeah, um, connections are very important, like my connection with that recruiter there or just connections with other people in the networking industry. Like um, I have a Discord server now and I'm making connections with you know other people who can help me even with my problems at work. If I have a technical problem and I Google it a bit and I can't understand it, I could ask someone I know who maybe has a deeper technical understanding than I do, and they might be able to help me solve that problem. So, And this goes back to soft skills, your, your yeah. ability to get along with other people and have sort of win-win mutual relationships with other people will take you a long way in um, not just in this field, not just in this career, but in life in general. And, and some more advice is don't be shy to say you don't know because oh, no yeah, one yeah. knows everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. And... In interviews, especially, don't be shy to say, I don't know. Because if instead of saying, I don't know, you try to like BS an answer, yeah. your, interview is, your interviewer is going to see right through it. And that's going to not give a good impression to your interviewer. Yeah. So if you don't know something, just say, I don't know. Um, but here's what I might do to maybe to try to know it. Like if I encountered this problem in work and I didn't understand it, I would... Google, or I know this site where I could look it up, or I could check this Cisco documentation. So, I know Google. You're hired. Learn how to use Google. Is I mean, and if you tell someone that in an interview, they're not going to think it's strange because that's what we all do. Yeah, that's what they do too, right? If they yeah. don't understand something, like we all Google things like every day. Like you know, I'm I taught my CCNA course on YouTube and now on Udemy. You know, I passed my CCNA before I passed my CCNP, but that doesn't mean that I could teach all that material just off the top of my head. Like to prepare those slides, to prepare those lessons, like I was Googling, I was reading books, I was looking at videos, I was looking at your videos, I was looking at Neil Anderson's videos. Even if it's something you've studied before, you can't remember all of it. You have to, you have to be able to Google, you have to be able to look it up. This is sort of an aside, but that's also another very important skill for someone getting into IT or networking. Like, you have to be able to find answers. You have to be able to Google. You know, it's great to have a teacher you can ask questions to, you know, someone who can directly give you an answer if you have a question, if you have a problem. But being able to find the answer yourself um, by looking through a book or Googling or looking through documentation, that is another skill that is very important for someone in IT. When it's the middle of the night and you're troubleshooting a problem, you're not going to phone someone. They're probably not going to answer. You're yeah. there alone. You're going to sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, You got a problem and you have to solve it. Jeremy, I have to ask you this because a lot of people have asked this question. When are you doing a CCMP course? If, okay. when? Yeah, a lot of people have asked me that for a while, even before my CCNA course was completed. Um, <laughs> so the answer is soon. Um, Good. Yeah, yeah, definitely within the next few months, I will start it. Um, for those of you who have been following my channel, you know it took me over two years to finish the CCNA course. Just because I'm starting the CCNP course this year doesn't mean it will finish this year. And I can say it definitely won't finish this year. But I will definitely start it this year. If you are studying for your CCNP, it would be great if you could follow along as I'm making the course. 
And I think a lot of people did that when I was making the CCNA course. You know, if I could do this full time, I could, you know, get the course out more quickly. But, you know, I'm a network engineer. I love my job. I like being a network engineer. I still want more experience. So for now, the videos are a part-time thing I do on the weekends. So, you know, it will take time to really get the course out and get it complete. But I will start the Encore course this year. That's brilliant. So we look forward to it. Any final thoughts, Jeremy? We've been going for a while. I, I, I just want to remind everyone, once again, you can use the links below to either support Jeremy and I uh, with a course in Udemy or you can watch it for free on Jeremy's YouTube channel. Jeremy, any other closing thoughts before we wrap this up? I'd just like to say thank you to everyone. Like the community I have and we have here on YouTube is yeah. just so amazing. Like we have people from all over the world and the feedback on my channel and I see the comments on your videos, like the, the feedback on your channel. It's just amazing. Like so much positivity, you know, there are always negative comments, but just like the the overwhelming amount of positive feedback and people saying like, thank you, your videos have helped me so much. It's just amazing. And it really makes all the effort totally worth it. So I wanna say thank you to everyone who watches my videos, who leaves positive comments. And second thing I'd like to say is, you know, if you are looking to get into networking, it is a really good career. Um, it's not easy. Like, I don't wanna say like networking is easy. It's an easy job. It's not, but that's part of why it's so good. Like it's challenging. You can take on challenging problems. Um, you can network with other people to solve these challenging problems. And, you know, you can make a decent living out of it. It does pay pretty well, you know, especially as you progress in your career. Even if you're not necessarily looking to get into networking itself, the IT field in general, you do need networking knowledge. So don't forget to study for the CCNA, even if you're not necessarily looking to become a network engineer. Thank you to everyone. I really appreciate your support and networking is awesome. You know, it's so true what you said there. I mean, if you don't understand networking, you're going to struggle to be a hacker, ethical hacker, if you want to get into that. If you don't understand networking, you're, not, you're going to struggle with the cloud, um, depending exactly what you do. But networking gives you a solid foundation. And I'm, I'm, I agree with you that one of, the, one of the best ways to learn that is CCNA. Yeah, and, um, it's really foundational, I think, like um, for any area of IT. To be able to work in security, to secure networks, you have to have some understanding of networks. To be able to yeah. hack networks, you need to understand networks. Um, to operate servers which run over networks, you should understand those networks. So I really think it is foundational knowledge and the best way to start to learn about networking is the CCNA, in my opinion. I've heard stories like yours so many times. Um, same thing happened to me years and years ago. CCNA opened doors. It was like the catalyst that opened up lots of other opportunities. Um, and some people didn't stay in networking. They went on to other things, but it like gave them the first job or the opportunity that they needed to to get somewhere else. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I still strongly believe CCNA is, is one of the best certifications you can still do today. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard, you know, you mentioned this earlier that um, some people say networking is going to go away. Like we're not going to need network engineers or specifically about the CCNA, like uh, yeah. CCNA isn't desired anymore. Or even CCIE. Some people say, like, CCIE, is it even worth getting anymore? But in my opinion, the answer is absolutely yes. The CCNA is still very valuable. It's the most valuable entry-level networking certification. And the CCIE is the most valuable expert-level networking certification. So don't listen to the naysayers, in my opinion. Like, Jeremy, I want to thank you. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks, you know, for what you've done. Thank you for not just learning and keeping that to yourself but for sharing it with you know millions of people around the world so thanks so much thanks david it's been